Welcome to our Holden Village podcast. For over 50 years now, Holden Village has traveled a rich history of faith that has transformed a copper mining town into a vibrant place of education, programming, and worship. Holden has sought to welcome all who seek contemplation and community in the remote wilderness of the beautiful Cascade Mountains. We continue to invite people of all ages to come alongside our rhythms, which inspire and equip travelers for a sustainable life of faith outside the village. And we continue to listen and reflect on our story and history and seek to discover our place in God's creative mission in our world. Our podcasts are a way of sharing our conversations with our teaching faculty around reformation, the reforming of our relationships with the earth, with each other, and with the divine. Let's tune in and join the conversation. I am Emily Bouvier, an artist and theologian here in the village, creating art and inviting theological reflection through creative exploration. What's really intriguing to me is the way that photographs are made and how process drives image making and reflecting. So what's fascinating is that to create a photograph, you start with a dark, closed-off chamber. And what happens is when light enters a small aperture, it's reflected on the back of that chamber, creating a camera obscure effect. It's the same thing that happens inside the human eyeball, and the same thing that happens in very simple cameras and complex cameras alike. It's all about light entering a small space and creating an image. And the way that that's recorded is through either digital sensors or a liquid emulsion is what I use in pinhole cameras. And it's the same stuff that's in film. So light enters in and creates a transformation recording traces on a piece of paper or film, or in some cases, even a fragment of eggshell. I find this very significant because light is such a spiritual metaphor. It's how we think of the divine. It's how we think of thoughts and clarity. And light can be elusive. It comes in and it creates a transformation and trace, but it also breaks something open and it creates images that invite us in in a new way. So spending time photographing is often about chasing the light finding the right times of day, having light enter these small spaces and create images in ways that call us to attentiveness, both to where the light is and where it's moving and what that means, both for the landscape and in spiritual reflection. How is light breaking in? How is it creating a transformation? What is it that light is telling us as it dances through the trees or across the face of the rock? These are questions that can connect us in community and that create these beautiful and sometimes mysterious images. When I was here over the winter, I brought with me about eight dozen quail eggs and procured them from uh, my suitcase and emptied them out to create these hollow chambers. And that's where I was making the images. And so to be holding light in a very fragile space, photographing a landscape that was recently burned in forest fire and then promptly covered with a very uh, fresh and light blanket of snow with ashes in some places still smoldering underneath. 
invites uh, a very unique meditation on the transience of the ecology and changing seasons of this valley and what that has to teach us about a life of faith. Landscape is a very important theme, both in art and scripture, and that is something that we experience in this place in a unique way through seasons uh, as they change in the valley and through bigger ecological systems and seasons of fire and regrowth. And landscape is something that I've uh, often felt uh, as an uneasy term, um, since in art, landscape is often understood as something very simple or beautiful. If you picture a landscape portrait on the wall, for instance, it's seen often as something that's very stable, sometimes very nostalgic or simply serenely beautiful. But there's so much more that's happening underneath landscape both in art and in the sacred texts that we hold as a Christian community as well. And so creating photographs about landscape is a way of challenging and unpacking some of those concepts. So thinking about landscape in ways that get beyond the surface has been an important fuel for my work doing both art and theology. We understand landscape here in a unique way because of the history of the communities that it is shaped, both from early mining village and the history of excavation and these odd piles of rock that are part of the reality of living here long after this place functioned as a mine and the remediation and moving of the rock and care for the river there, there's a lot of history of how community has lived in relationship with this land. Asks a lot of questions about what it means to live within a landscape and one that is constantly in flux as well. That there are seasons of this forest and how it grows and changes. And spending time wandering and photographing this valley invites the rocks and trees themselves to tell a story of what this place is about. It reminds me of a dialogue between photographers in the early 1900s. Henri Cartier-Bresson, a street photographer in France, had made a comment to the press, the world is going to pieces and Ansel Adams and Edward Weston are out photographing rocks. To which Ansel later replied, while rocks are as socially significant as a line of unemployed, which is a very strong statement, but one that I think speaks to what the land and landscape itself has to say about the way that community is shaped and the greater issues that we face. It doesn't necessarily tell you straightforwardly what's happening, but the fact that these rocks and trees and the land itself has a story and a history, says a lot about who we are and where we are and where we've been and where we're going. And as I go out and photograph this landscape, it's equally about what I see in terms of things like rocks and trees and the land, but the process is just as important as the subject matter for me, which is kind of unique for photographers. 
often the first question people ask me is, oh, what do you take pictures of? And I start with, well, let me tell you how I take pictures, because that is what really drives the creative spirit for me. And with light coming in and creating a photograph, how that works fuels what images I create. So that's why I choose to make images using pinhole cameras. And eggs are such a great way to do that because they're these beautiful, fragile, uh, liminal spaces that have to do with birth and death and transition and something new and beautiful breaking in and breaking open. So to create photographs using eggs is a very fascinating process. Uh, it begins with hollowing out the inside of the egg through a small, about dime-sized hole. And then I create a gelatin to help with the adhesion and coat the inside of the egg with that. And then there's a photogelatin. So it's, it's a gelatin that has silver halide crystals suspended in it. And so I go into a dark, usually utility closet, that functions as a dark room and liquefy this gelatin so that it becomes a fluid liquid and pour it on the inside of the eggshell under a safe light because it can't be exposed yet to light. And that's what creates a film on the back, on the inside of the eggshell. Because eggs aren't actually light tight, if you hold an egg up to a window, for instance, you can see light coming through the eggshell. So over the opening, I put a plate that has a pinhole in it and cover the entire egg with electrical tape so that it's sealed off to light and a flap over the pinhole that acts as a shutter. So then I carry the little quail egg with me outside. If I was hiking that day, I would put them in a Tupperware in my fanny back as I went out hiking to Copper Basin or Big Creek or wherever I was going. And then take out the egg and measure the light because light changes and it, you want to get just the right amount of light coming through the pinhole to get the exposure right in the back of the egg which I will admit is a lot of guesswork and trial and error that happens in creating images with eggshells. And I'll take out the eggs and measure the light, expose it for how long I've calculated to be the right exposure, then take it back with me to the dark room and put it through the chemical washes, which itself is a very methodical and rhythmic and kind of spiritual process of repeating over and over again. And then I see the image lifted up through the developer and stop and fixer. And you end up with a negative image on the back of the eggshell. And then to create a final image from that, then I document the egg. So it's sort of a back and forth between historic process and contemporary process of digital photography. So I'll photograph the egg and then digitally invert it so that I have both a negative and a positive. And what had been blocked by shadow gets inverted so that you can see the image closer to what it looked like in reality. So it's, it's an interesting back and forth and being out and exploring and catching light in these fragile, small interior spaces of eggshells, ending with images of the landscape and speaking to times and seasons and challenge and change. Thanks for joining us for another Holden Village podcast. Be sure to view the links in the description for more information or visit our website to find out more about the village. We hope you will make a pilgrimage to Holden.
Blessings and peace to you.